0: Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. The Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike-hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. And if you can hear drums and sad Brisbaneites outside, it's because we are in the Caxton Street Studios. Our last episode here and the Broncos have just lost miserably to the, Melcan, uh, the Melbourne Storm, Henry Brett's The Melbourne Storm did bring <laughs> us down <laughs> today. milk date. and chips... If you, fear, if you hear a gunshot go off in the middle of the episode, they've just taken Buck out back to shoot him. Don't <laughs> worry about it. He just him got out of his misery. Just took him down to Red Hill there. Folks, yeah, in um, this is a special episode for us. This is a bit of a, I guess, a bit of a melancholic episode for us. Yeah. Bittersweet, bittersweet, because there are ends, but there will be beginnings, and we'll get into that in a second. But, yeah, Joe's, Joe's touched on it. We are recording this on Thursday night, so the Broncos have just... Finished being absolutely not not tumbled by not the Melbourne 10 Storm ten minutes ago because Henry and I, as professionals, knew that there was no way we could start recording this episode before we knew what was happening. Sorry, I'm. Um- yeah. Gang tied I'm just devastated about the loss. I don't really, I, I can't believe it's happened. But getting more, getting more tied up than the bloody Broncos' defence there for a yeah. bit there, mate. And they were tied up. But we are not a rugby league podcast. We, as we have to remind ourselves. We try every so week. hard to every day. We wake up and say, "Don't be a rugby league mm. podcast." But it'll, it'll be different. Not recording the show right. With the police lights are outside again. The police are there still. You know, great memory of a couple months ago when we said a cab on did. the show and. Sort of saw the officer react. Yep, that was a good time. Listen, it's and I'm looking out there now. I mean, when the Broncos lose as really thoroughly as they just did. And on was, a Thursday night as well. Yeah, like there, there's not many people mulling around outside. No. But looking around, it does remind you how beautiful it is that a show about Brisbane is at the core of Brisbane to this respect and that I'm looking out at Suncorp Stadium Absolutely. just there. Um, but, mate, it's the last time we'll be doing yeah. that. Uh, and, uh, Henry, I think this has been our longest home. Because the first- I can think of one other one. My family home. No, but like of taking Brisbane. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, fair like because because downstairs at my parents' home, Joe was famously homeless before <laughs> was I it? before I found him <laughs> under I, I found him under the Gateway Bridge and said, "Hey, buddy, I reckon you'd be a great co-host for a little project." And he said, can I, "Do I get food?" <laughs> You're Obviously. like, "No, but I'll play a character called Remy that makes food." How hey, was that, baby? <laughs> no, hey, no, no, we don't we need Remi. you till later. Not yet, mate. Remember the feedback from almost two years ago about <laughs> characters. <laughs> it was almost 2 years ago where yeah. we recorded the first Paddington episode. Yeah. So so that first ever episode. That's what we're doing ladies and gentlemen. Today we are revisiting Paddington in uh, in an episode we're calling Paddington 2. It was our first ever episode of the show and we we were trying to find out what this show was and what it was about. So Paddington for one of the most iconic suburbs and a suburb that we've really called home and have, I've spent most of my my life in over the last year really probably didn't get quite the the thorough unpacking it deserves. Yeah, we're not are we and you'd be saying why are we doing Paddington again? And it's not just because we're lazy. No. But a big part <laughs> of it is it's about growth and as we move yeah. out of the Caxton Street studios which Joe alluded to, it's been our home for the last few years of this podcast mm. and and I feel like even though not physically, but spiritually through this podcast all unpakistanis have been sitting on Joe's bed with their shoes on like Jack sometimes does. Yeah. Uh, real Which is comfortable not- about jumping out on another man's bed, just fully clothed with <laughs> his, his shoes. Or, or in his undies. Yeah. I've never seen him get on my bed in shorts, a T-shirt, and barefoot. It's either way too many clothes or way too little. It's either his full work kit or <laughs> basically naked. Or well, might as and well no be in between. the worst ever stripper you've hired to lie on your bed while you record a podcast. 100%. But, yeah, Joe, you're right. We were we were young. We were plucky. We didn't know what we were doing. I We lost the episode and had to re-record it. I may or may not have shown the first ever episode of Unbacking Brisbane to the head of podcasting at Nova who said in a very blunt email that it's on the right track, I listened to 13 minutes and had to turn it off because there were too many mic pops and at one point you just started yelling. Now That's fair. That's... We fixed the mic pops. I was filthy about <laughs> it at the time because mm. I still stand by, I was like, the audio quality of a number of very successful podcasts is appalling, mm. like really bad. Any podcast that relies on phone interviews and stuff by and large just sounds like shit yeah. for a lot of the time. Now, I'll admit there was a lot of just yelling. We were nervous. And- We were scared and equally, the first episode we ever recorded, Paddington, was about three and a half hours long yeah, and we had to edit it down to a tight 50 minutes. So, it was pretty nonsensical. So, all this goes to say that we're hoping Paddington 2 like the film sequel I was gonna say to Paddington, 1, Paddington 2 recently considered to be better well now having recently on Rotten Tomatoes pipped Citizen Kane yeah, after a right. negative review of Citizen Kane was found so now I think if you go to Rotten Tomatoes this was true as of a month ago it, it should still, still be Paddington 2 is the greatest film of all time will this as a podcast equivalent yeah. be the best podcast episode ever probably not it's it's currently 12 minutes past 10. I'm a bit sick. really sick, has got a fair bit of uni on. We're not going to say. We're <laughs> just going to absolutely knock it out of the pack, but we might. It's probably not our greatest effort ever. Um, but, yeah, Hen, we'll get straight into it after a brief announcement. Uh, the Mangroves have a new single out. Mm. Uh, it's called Bounced Out. We've been playing it our last few shows. Uh, it's out everywhere now. Um, give it a listen, add it to your playlists. Uh, new album's coming out soon. So yeah, just a, a freebie from us. If you pay for a streaming service, it's a freebie. And if you want to jump on Triple J and give it a few votes yeah. on Unearthed and whatnot, or put it on your playlists, I think that helps. Yeah. Or just sing it on the bus until just, people are like, shut the fuck up. Just what are you personally singing? like until, it. Until a TransLink officer comes yeah. up and kind of has to manhandle you a bit and be like, mate, what have you been screaming yeah. at the back of the 412? And you just go, oh, bounced out by the mangroves. Yeah. And I reckon that TransLink officer's probably going to, Probably gonna download it. I think that will. Uh Illegal. but without further ado, Henry, let's get into Paddington two. Yeah, the last ever episode of Unpacking Brisbane from the Caxton Street Studios. Wikipedia, we will be there. Well now, mate. Yeah, yeah. We, we've, we've done the Wikipedia. Wikipedia it's done. Not, not a lot has changed uh, as Wikipedia pages often don't. I imagine if I was to go back through the Wikipedia though, now that we're leaving Caxton Street Studios and moving to Paddington, yeah. which I don't know if we mentioned at the top, but that's why we are, it's not that we're going back to my parents' house or- uh, not- Oh yeah, to be clear, this is a big part of the motivation of Paddington is not only- the, Yeah, we're moving there. Um, yeah, we're, we're moving there and- Given where Caxton Street is, like, we're, we've we sort of half been living in Paddington for, you know, the last year. But we are really making a commitment. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't getting breakfast at Fritzenberger, put it that way. There no. was a lot of times where I did have to occasion. Too bloody right. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted to touch on a few of the differences that the Wikipedia page has between now and 2019. So, mm. um, it says, in the deepest jungles of uh, Peru, a British geographer discovers a previously unknown species of bear. and he's about to show. Oh, no. Hang on a minute. Oh, hang on. This is Paddington the film. That cheeky fuck bear. Oh, no. What an absolute... You bumbling fucking (laughs) idiot. What a fool I am. You Um, feckless oaf. (laughs) You (laughs) slippery eel. You whining apricot. You've (laughs) gone and got yourself on the Paddington (laughs) Wikipedia man. What's the population of... The bear, one. Uh, one, one, yeah. you know that. But no, I did want to ask you, Henry. Uh, we didn't have this tradition out in season one. So what do you uh, think? It's probably the suburb you spend the most time in or at least think about a lot. What do you think the population of Paddington is? Oh, this shouldn't be stumping me in the way that it is, but like a like a cut down tree, I am but stumped again. Okay. Oh, hubris. <laughs> The axe be sworn enemy. Oh, you you temptress. <laughs> you cruel bitch. Yeah, okay. Well, Is it what's the population? Six thousand seven hundred. No. Oh. You can have another go. Okay. It's bigger. Oh smite me. <laughs> Why are you whispering to the old gods and the new? Oh. <laughs> they will not help you here, brother. Lunacy. <laughs> <laughs> Seems to be infecting every dream, every mind I turn. <laughs> Paddington, you say, Henry? Why are you in black and white? How have well, you done this? <laughs> what is a suburb if not a skulled crunch? Nine thousand eight hundred? No, it's, it's like 8,562. Oh, come on! I was, I was, no, you are a thousand off. I was flirting you're, about. You were, you, you were closeish. I would actually say not I was to, just I was just not counting to say the number of people I know yeah, like yeah. Yeah. don't most of them live with guy Shishani yeah. yeah yeah oh most of them are in um that new sharehouse <laughs> that has that person from the old sharehouse. Oh yeah it's, it's a, like it's, a it's mutual from uni It's like seeing like Fleetwood Mac break up and like the projects do different things when you hear about your friends in one Paddington sharehouse joining forces with another Oh yeah It's like us picking up a new housemate Yeah like we do. Fleetwood Mac added um who did they add Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham in one go did they add those two? Yeah. Together. Oh. They were called Buckingham Knicks beforehand. Were they a couple at the time? I imagine. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah. they added them as a couple. As a couple and then, they, and then everyone they started everyone's life. And I don't know if you've heard, but they bought out a killer <laughs> album and then just started rooting each other. Yeah. Well, I know they started That's why the rooting. Called, each called Rooters. Is it called it? Rooters. Yeah. yeah. Glee, Glee cast version. <laughs> yeah. But that is uh, all the Wikipedia we need. Henry, let's get straight into contemporary Paddington. Well it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. Now, we copped some flack mm. in the Barden episode and, and following on about giving an honest opinion on a cafe. We're about to do that for way more fucking cafes than one or two. Which I think could help us. In I agree. we're We're distributing our opinions yeah, a bit it's more not, evenly. So, what Henry and I want to do, because there is so much great coffee and great cafes in Paddington. Mm. There's so many great pubs and places to eat. We're going to do a bit of a, I call it power rankings. Henry calls it a speed round. It's a bit of both of we're just going to go through every coffee place in Paddington that we can think of and give our brief thoughts and analysis. And, uh, yeah, Joe mentioned it. We got a lot of trouble last yeah. time. So, like Israel Falau re-signing up for Instagram, <laughs> yeah. we delve into these tricky, murky waters. Yeah. Now, and t- God to be honest, forbid we say a of- place is overpriced. Oh, God. I'm oh, going to make some way more inflammatory accusations about the Paddo in about 10 minutes. Hold on to uh, your wallets, kids. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very excited because I think, and we are doing... Doing this as a sequel to Paddington episode, but a lot of these places weren't even open. No, because when did we, when did we record the Paddington episode? Like uh, it, it was a- May, April, April, April twenty nineteen. It, it was it was genuine. It would have been over two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow. A great number of these places. You look open. so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> the seventy episodes are just, it's just really aged fucking up. aged. Yeah. Oh, just like there were different highlights as well. I think Atticus Finch was still a thing. Is that that's closed? Isn't Atticus it? Finch is closed. Yeah, it's where the Cycle Shop Cafe is now. I think Remy's still gone. <laughs> I, uh, is, is get Rem, out, Remy. Get is out. Remy's still up with Remy. Go have a burger, mate. We we haven't asked for you yet. All right, All let's right. dive in. Let's go first. We'll though. start. Blackout Coffee. Have you been? Where is that? Uh, near Name and Java Lounge. Oh, uh, yep. I it's, know it. You can't really sit down there. I've I've put it down in my book, as you are serious about coffee, you want to get a great coffee and walk away. It's not a nice dining cafe. Yeah, okay. Um, Not a brunch spot. This is you're there yeah, for the beans. Bonafide. Yeah, you you're there cuz you need some more beans or you need a new filter. Yeah. And yeah, you get a coffee while like you're a there. Like a fan of absurdist slapstick English <laughs> comedy starring <laughs> Rowan Atkinson. I'm just about the bean. <laughs> ah, solely but <laughs> and when you have your <laughs> bean holiday, it's when you <clears> your some <aggressive laughs> coffee beans to go with you to a a mortal- blackout. <laughs> blackout. Yeah, blackout is very that uh, they mean business. And that's that's new. I think that's like September last year. Great. All right. What's next? Sassafras. Yeah, Fran wrote in and said she didn't like it, thought it was dog shit, but I find it's always one of our go-to breakfast spots. It's super reliable. I'll say maybe a little bit where Fran's coming from is why I like it, in that it's never insanely popular. No. Like, I can generally get a seat at Sassafras, but it's pretty good value for what you get. I really like that. It. It's one of our... It's one of our I will say... I like their back garden. It's very breezy. Yeah. I wonder if Fran doesn't like it because it sounds like... Her name is Fran. It's Fras. If it I sounds a little bit like, like sassy Fran. Yeah, and she, maybe in high school she was called sassy or... I say with love, or bossy. Fran is sassy. Oh, she's incredibly sassy. I think she's... In she's really a funny sassy. way. Oh, really fun. I think I really that's fun. a lot of her humour is a bit a She was very sassy when... She, We realised both her and I have tattoos and you got called a clean skin for like did, 15 minutes. I <laughs> did get it. Get, because get <laughs> I a like clean bullying, skin. like a Mad Max. Thing. I know. I've <laughs> never felt so much like Hermione <laughs> Granger. And yeah, I was I just being really, absolutely bullied. I really like Sassafras. One interesting thing about it is, you know how most cafes say there's four people there, all or four order coffees, all or four order food. Mm. They will generally endeavour to bring out the coffees in one go and then subsequently the food as close to each other as they can. Sassafras, I am certain, just does it the second it's made. Yeah, because I've been there and had a coffee after someone's had their milkshake and meal delivered. I'm sure. Yeah, that happened last time we were there. Yeah. I was like eating my meal, basically done, and then they were like, oh, "and chalky shake." And yeah, I was like it was the, the timing at all. Or I've had a coffee in the first sixty seconds, and the meal's taken half. an hour. I love sassafras, but you you gotta. I've written down. You go with the flow. It's you like don't they took like the, the yeah. normal dining experience put it on shuffle. Yeah. And really, they kind of were just like, "Well, you never know what you're going to get." <laughs> yeah, literally. I like it. It's a weird playlist. I do, I do like the back bit. I think it's um, I would say Sassafras is um, I think it's the most seamless. When when COVID hit, it's the most seamless. Scan the QR code, order oh, for the yeah. menu, oh, experience. Yeah. I remember having. I remember being at Sassafras and being like, "I think this is the first place that's nailed it." Yeah, I think this is the first place where I've sat down, scanned it with my camera, yeah. ordered my food, and it all turned up. Bop fine. Hall, it, runs they the weren't. They yeah. weren't fucking around with Apple Pay no. and like put in your email and like promotional newsletter. Yeah. I don't need a newsletter from Sassafras. I'm sure there's a lot going on. Yeah. I'm sure there's some deals. I'm sure the deal is... Give me my milkshake like 35 minutes yeah. after i finish finished yeah. my eggs, please. Oh, oh you want your long black? Come back on Tuesday, mate. <laughs> you just keep paying it forward. Um, I also, I I agree. I think it's them and felons are literally the two guessed. places yeah. in brilliant, uh, Brisbane that are the most brilliant with it. All right. Lil Gypsy, what's that? Um it's so it's next to oh, is where Sylvia's place. It was the van there between Presence uh, Presence of Mine, yeah. across from Paddington Hardware on Given Terrace. Now it's been a weird one because it's a bit of an Instagram spot. Um in very sane Instagram. spot. I literally saw someone put something up from there this morning. But it was weird because whenever I was staying at, at where Sylvia used to live, I just walked down there like in my PJs at like 7:30 and get a coffee. Oh, all right. Pretty cool. All right, you little gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> like a little barefoot you gypsy. do not me up. little gypsy. All <laughs> I want is your coffee. <laughs> um but it's so cool because behind it it's basically this little one-bedroom bungalow house that the people who are renting it moved a caravan in and have started making this amazing Instagrammable delicious coffee. It's like because I went, it's, it's like a pink courtyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah they've they've cool. done. Because I've like Chatted with the owner Heaps They've done so <laughs> well Alright <laughs> Yeah awesome. I flex. mean <laughs> you, and, you and Gypsy Not like Not like privately Just while <laughs> I'm ordering coffee <laughs> No It's uh, You guys go out for coffee But she's like Can we not get a coffee At Little Gypsy Because it's kind of like, like yeah. Work for me It's like listening She's to to like, like Can we songs. just go to She's like I know this is going to sound weird Can we just go to like McCafe <laughs> Can we go to Starbucks Honestly it's better than you think It sounds <laughs> like <laughs> it, That sounds like <laughs> yeah, legit. A lame McDonald's ad Where they're like It's the owners of all these Little boutique coffee yeah. shops In the area And then and they've got like crazy shit, moustaches all and mullets. They just sneak off yeah. to have a coffee in the cafe. And they're like, what can we tell you? It's just better here. <laughs> it's a fantastic app. I'm actually- <laughs> That's a really I'm good I'm kind of feeling like a Macca's flat white right yeah, now. Legit. i got to admit. Like, I'm feeling like a Macca's flat white that is, if anything, more expensive than a cafe. Fuck yeah, mate. Why is Maccafe so much more expensive? Because if, <laughs> because if you're getting a coffee from Macca's, you're either in a rush You've got you need to drive through it, yeah. or you're like on the road. You're on you're at Warwick. Yeah. So or not, usually the Fourth and most predominant option. It's like three PM. Every other cafe is shut. Yeah, oh, so true. Like That's my big beef. And it's true of all these cafes. What I wouldn't give for a cafe to be open to like five or six. Well, Stella Rossa, not in Paddington. Yeah. But the Stella Rossa at the end of key street where oh, i grew in Balimba, yeah. they would always be able to like 6 p.m oh, you could get, if amazing. you had a if you had if you were locking in for a late night of uni you could go and get like a proper right. good flat white at 5 p.m that's unreal um let me throw you a quick one just down from sassfrass merlot yeah i've always liked merlot yeah i think there's a uq connection yeah and i, and I know the merlots I know we often make jokes about like oh really oh what is it Greg Merlot I'm pretty sure is, the guy <laughs> who knows. Na- like and John' it's like oh what is Greg yeah the CEO of Netflix Greg Netflix is here <laughs> I actually think the guy who owns Merlot is called Greg Merlot yeah. or Tony maybe it's Tony Merlot yeah but the, yeah because he's Italian I'm sure well no I don't know if it's that is the most ca- it's like yeah I uh yeah Tony Domino I uh, <laughs> like I think I remember well we ran into them in Japan all oh, right and like a, he was like, "Yeah, I was thinking set up setting up a sushi business here." Uh, it didn't go well. Yeah, Merlot, um, that Merlot soup, miso. I don't know. Yeah, I think because you could set up a winery called Merlot pretty easily. That that'd be fun. Confuse people, but I think going to UQ means you do have some sort of yeah, cosmic connection to Merlots. I, I I like it probably more than I should because of that it is also full credit. Fantastic, like their food's pretty cheap. Yeah, I think you're you're getting below market value for like a pretty good toasty. I agree. At I moment. think just because they're a big wholesaler whose main business is not running a cafe in Paddington. Yeah. They're also one of the few places, if you want to be a gronk and get like the massive, like 500, 600 mil extra large Starbucks, American style coffee, yeah. one of the few places that does it and does it well. Because yeah. I've had And big, honestly, if you haven't one of those, get over yourself. Yeah, literally. I, you're probably, not that busy. No. Or, or get some extra shots, you coward. Yeah. Like... We'll just get another coffee later. Later, yeah. Like you're not saving. The if I, if I saw like Margaret McMurdo walk past with one of those, I'd maybe be like, "Oh, you're pretty busy. You maybe do yeah. need to squeeze the yeah. strength of two coffees into one big fuck off cup." I don't care that you, you have you've got two it- take homes yeah. in one week. Honestly, oh, if- sorry. If you've got a pole's assignment, you <laughs> yeah. just less milk. You'll be fine. <laughs> just just a little, milk. yeah. Stay up half an hour later. You'll just- get it done. <laughs> just be a bit more productive. <laughs> it's fine. You'll be fine. Stop cleaning your room. Yeah, don't worry. You <laughs> don't need. You don't need a bucket of coffee from Merlot's. You don't um- need a frigging tank. Uh, all right, moving on with the coffee power rankings. Hope and Anchor. You put this in the coffee section. Yeah, they do coffee from like 7am. The only thing I've written down is why are you there for coffee? Yeah, let's <laughs> move on from Hope and Anchor. Yeah, we'll talk about I've never like- had their coffee, but I, uh, it's an odd place to go for coffee. Mate, I, I mean, in... In the same vein that I would go there for a beer, and the bar staff are always pissed out of their minds. Yeah. If I go there for a coffee, they're all just like doing backflips off the wall. And <laughs> they're all just doing an because they are really bad hey, anxiety. Man, you yeah, like the, you like go the, to the, the toilet, and there's just liquid shit everywhere. chat everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Name, cafe brunch spot. Yeah. Strong Israeli connection. Uh. Like Gal Gadot, like yeah. So one of those Wonder Woman. This is an IDF. I episode. I went there a week or two ago with uh-huh. my my dear mum. Oh, it was on Mother's Day actually. Jesus, um, you radicalized your mum for Mother's and, Day, phew, mate. You you could, you here's could, what I'm getting you for Mother's Day, mum: pressure of ideas, Jeez. cycle of coffee on both sides. Yeah. mate. <laughs> 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 There's beans on both, sides, uh, on both sides. No name name's actually great food. I say it's one of the few places that flips the script on its head. Great food. And he spear-tackled the script. <laughs> he's been sent off. Oh, name no. has been sent this off. This is a massive this moment. script has been flipped on his head. These Peter Volandis, the new rules are being enforced here. That's going to be four weeks out for Name. Name, 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 walk away. And I'm not going to argue it. I'm the, not going to argue it. The script has cracked his head open like in primary school when you heard that happen. And, and a what? bit of biff has broken out here. This is Little fucked. gypsies waited in. The little fella on the big man. There's coffee everywhere. <laughs> this is absolutely <laughs> fucked. All right, Java Lounge. Yeah, I love it. I really like Java Lounge. I, I love Java Lounge. They I always find you a table. Yeah. I reckon you can turn up to Java Lounge at 9am on a Sunday with, with like about seven, with seven people. Seven friends yeah. and they will always find... I don't know how they do it. They it's figure like, it they're out. They're like magicians. They always find because They always look reasonably busy, always but they busy. can just squeeze you inside. I think there's a little bit of snobbery yeah. around Java Lounge. They okay. cer- they certainly don't strive to look as sort of alternative as a lot of the other cafes. Yeah. Um but great food, great coffee. Great go- and, and ultra ultra reliable. And uh, very reliable, the easy pick. And can I say as well, I think very they, they have a staff that every time get the level between banter and productive yes, just on. right because there are some places, some places in Paddington, I would say way too funny. Kettle and Tin is one of them. That I've come across, there is a particular I'm now just literally naming people. Yeah. Um there's I a know who, there's a guy at Remy's, I think you know who I'm talking about. Not Remy himself, but a someone who works there. There's just a few choice waiters and waitresses yeah. around Paddington who are incredibly friendly, but to the point where I think it slows things down a bit. Yeah. 100%. We don't need we don't need a little five minute vibe yeah. off every order. I'd say another, not technically impatient, scout. Has has a certain staff member who's super friendly, but also the most efficient man you'll ever see. So he gets it right. I think he's he's gold standard. I think Java Lounge used to have what okay. uh, I considered my favorite breakfast you did, in Brisbane. That's right. It was a pulled pork benny, So yeah. two poached eggs, pulled pork, and a chipotle hollandaise. It was spicy. Really gave you a kick in the guts in the morning. He used to have it at like eight am. Like it, it's a, I would never. It's a significant meal to kick off the day. with. If I was eating something else at any other venue, I'd be secretly pining yeah, legit for the Java Lounge Chipotle pool pool. And I think we went chairs. there after COVID and they were like, no, we don't do it. Yeah, well, I asked them. <laughs> I specifically said, do you still do that shit? And they were like, no, nah, no, nah, we took it off because everyone else thought it was fucking weird. <laughs> to be like... To-. And I was like, yeah. It's-. Fair enough. It's a- no, but they'd be like, oh, a lot of people found it too spicy. I was like, that's why you get a milkshake. Oh, I've been meaning to tell you this story. I was at Java Lounge the other... Um, probably like a month ago now. Like it was a while ago. Mm. I think I might have told you at the time, but I saw a dad with I think maybe a four-year-old son, like a four or five-year-old son. Um, and the kid was ordering like toast with bacon and scrambled eggs. And you were like, same again, please. And I, no, Literally, I was like, and then he had a baby Chino. I'm like, thank fuck," because that would have been my exact order. And then he was but like, can I have the- some pepper on that? And you were like, oh, too much. <laughs> it raised the question for me. Like I wouldn't have been allowed growing up you Know on the off chance we go to a cafe or get brekkie, I wouldn't have been allowed to have the full adult no three plus items at age four. I think at age 10, I was lucky to get that's ridiculous. A bit of yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, it's... I'm thinking baby chino and like asking the cafe if there's some rice bubbles at yeah. the yeah. back. or, like, or like, like, I don't think half I'm going a, out. Well, I'm not coming pastry. out. No, why, like. I'd get a baby Chino and I would have had my fucking breakfast at home. That's the thing. Thank you very like, much. Feed, I would have feed the child beforehand. I would have had cornflakes at home. I see this like smart, smartly dressed four-year-old was boy. Was this like fucking young Sheldon? <laughs> like, <laughs> Hello. like, like <laughs> It was Doogie Hauser yeah. MD. Well, he seemed super confident about what getting toasted scrambled eggs. And, ba- and I was just like, I don't know why. I was like this is the biggest sign of wealth I've ever come across. That, I'm is, like, that is a huge- You have yeah. bacon and eggs money to be splashing on a fucking four-year-old? <laughs> maybe Hash Brown was like the Yeah, I'm, you, I'm, you I'm thinking get a top. one, like a one thing. Yeah. Like if they really like croissant, maybe dad has half mm. a pano chocolate and you have a bit or like, yeah. yeah hash brown. but a whole meal. No, that's that's It was ridiculous. it was my order. That's anyway, very That's very Paddington. I bet yeah. that did the kid have like little overalls on? Uh, no, it was like a, a little real... it was a sweater. It was he looked oh. The kid was better dressed than I was. I bet. Like I mean, it's <laughs> not the hardest, not that hard, but <laughs> he had these sh- shorts on, I think. He he had these really stylish. He wasn't wearing no, broncos. He wasn't wearing jerseys. his work shirt <laughs> yeah. to Saturday night drinks. <laughs> um chapter 4. I like it. There. I really like it. You oh, guys tried to trick me there the other day. Yeah, there is one thing on their menu that's <laughs> yeah. sta- it, it's like a because I got I got there late because I couldn't find a yeah. park. I parked what had to be like a fucking <laughs> kilometer. Might as away. well have just parked in I, Street. I <laughs> may as well have walked from the Caxton <laughs> Street Studios. Um, and we got up there, and Jack and Joe had already been sitting down. They were like, "Oh, mate, get this, this is what we We've getting. heard. Like, it's great. We heard yeah. it's yeah. like the thing to get a chapter <laughs> four. I think I I didn't get it because I just went with ex Benedict as I always do. Yeah, but it was like. It was the American cheeseburger breakfast or something. It's, it's, I think fundamentally it's fried chicken and waffles. No, it was way, but it comes with liquid cheese, cheese, ranch dressing, bacon bits. Oh, like it's like they took good ingredients and found the adjective that made it gross. Yeah. Like, oh, cheese, good. Liquid, liquid cheese. Oh, bacon. Bits. Bits. I think there might have been bacon ice cream with it or something. There like, was. There was. There was bacon ice. cream. There was ice like, cream on it. Like pickle chips. Like it was just. It yeah. looked like a fucking train wreck. It looks like like really accurate American cuisine because it looked disgusting yeah. compared to everything else. They captured the, the sauce. They're also one of the few places that'll do you a breakfast carbonara if you want one. Did you on b- get that? No, he was really tempted because he no he got the breakfast carbonara at morning after in, in West right. End. That's right. He had its weird pasta for breakfast phase. Yeah. Um, but chapter four I think is very, very good. Yeah. Oh, I I think it's a top shelf choice. Yeah. Good good location as well. Like yeah. very nice staff. I, I actually remember. I'd say it's it's <coughs> probably the premier cafe of deeper Paddington. Yeah. like once you're getting into that end around like Dutch final and stuff, chapter four is your best bet. Uh and hen Kettle and Tin. I really like Kettle and Tin. Yeah. Oh, I think similar to Java Lounge and just probably by virtue of being a bit closer to our house, it's a real just Easy. I don't want to think about it. Let's just go there. Yeah. Usually going to find you a place. Really, really fun. Um. I d- I did go through with Jack a big chicken and waffle stage. I, I was going to say I think you have a much stronger relationship to kettle and Tim. I I, I think they just nailed when chicken you and, Jack, and Jack were getting a lot of brekkie together on a yeah. lot of weekends. <laughs> yeah. uh Dealing with the trauma of everyone having review. Mm. I feel like you had. A couple of chicken and waffles that you really. Oh, it was just wait. It was it the really, ritual wake they really up Sunday, save- morning They seem to save Jack's life. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. <laughs> they really. The, the chicken and waffles found us at a time where <laughs> yeah, we, where we really needed someone. It. A handshake yeah. from a dead chicken. Um, but <laughs> Kettle and Tin, this is interesting. So they. Hold on to your hats. Hold on to your hats. If you're listening in your car, pull over. You, you don't want <laughs> you'll, you'll freak when you hear this. Formally dangerous to drive because I'm about <laughs> to drop some shit. Well,. The man who owns it is a very, very tall man yeah. who has, and I don't mean this in a bad way, some of the reddest hair I've ever seen mm. in my life. It is a shock of ginger hair. And we had someone write it. I think it was Joseph Mail. Wrote in and mm. said- Hot Hotmail. Hot Mail. Uh, wrote in and said, hey, uh, there is a family of gingers that commandeers <laughs> the cafe scene around Paddington. And immediately I said, he must be the heir. But, oh. I, but he's had some problems. So there's one time that Jack and I went there for a chicken waffles. Yeah. And we said, Oh, can we have a seat for two? And he said, No, kitchen, we're out of we're out save some gave some bullshit excuse, basically. It was like, We're out of ingredients or something. <laughs> I was like, the Oh, the kitchen, so, so you closed or what? And they're like, No, no, it's just they're doing we we can't or? we can't do food. Been, it was basically like very much the Kirby enthusiasm episode of yeah. There's been a disturbance in the kitchen. And it's like, Well, what does that actually yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jack and I fuming because we wanted coffee. Yeah. We wanted coffee and some chicken and waffles. And you had no other choices within you, you didn't have 28 other choices within 800 meters. I don't know if you've met Jack when he's yeah, hungry, no, no, but no, you, you don't want to get dumb. between the man and a waffle. Yeah, yeah. So then we. At that point, a, you know, bacon, eggs, hash brown, and toast would have struck him as some ridiculous Weight Watchers option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, there was a four year old on a diet. Who ordered <laughs> so we go across the road to a nook. Which is very nice, and we haven't covered here because I really don't consider it a cafe. It's like a It's pretty nice. That's the gourmet option. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a I've been there for brekkie like and a coffee once and it blew me away, but it's too nice. The menu is almost hard to interpret. Like it's one of those menus you read and you're like, I don't actually know what this stuff is. Yeah. I had to look up what um something confit is. Mm. I think it was like with garlic confit. Turns out it's just garlic that's been very slowly roasted in fat. It's delicious. But um, But yeah, you, the you comedy need, central you need, roast of garlic. <laughs> <laughs> you need like a French phrase book to yeah go there. So I went. So we went to an orc, which we would say has one of the best milkshakes in Paddington. Mm. Jack and I got the milkshake, and it's one of those ones where you gotta you gotta let the ice cream melt. They let they put a scoop of oh, ice cream in there. Good. Very good, good, good ice cream. But we were there, and we ran into friend of the show and Keenan Pakistani Mia Williams, and Mia and her mum were there, and we started saying hello. And I said, oh hey Mia, how are you going? And I was like, and they're like. Oh, where you have come to a nook. It's like, well, yeah. it wasn't our first choice. Get this. We go over to Kettle and Tin and we ask, and the guy kinda gets a bit put out almost that we asked yeah. for for breakfast at this brunch cafe. And he's like, Oh, no, 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 we can't do anything. There's a trouble in the kitchen. And we were kinda and we were just kind of making a song and dance, has like, all we wanted was chicken waffles. And a nook isn't doing chicken waffles. And gosh, how we wish we could have a chicken waffles. Yeah. The owner of a nook, this lovely lady comes over and goes. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but just had to point out that um the man over there at uh, Kettle and Tins had a really rough few weeks. Oh, you can imagine how you in public just going in on someone, oh, and man. then you, and I was like, oh, sorry to hear it. It's like yeah, we actually almost had to send some of our staff over there to help. Oh. I was like, that, I, just like sound I was like, I was like, okay, they are still your competition. Don't go. No, but that's th- now but then you he just like, like these two like, like tubby eleven year olds who are complaining. <laughs> And I was like, "Listen, w- w- what happened?" They go, "He's been through three chefs in three weeks. So he's had a he's had a new chef work each weekend of this certain period of time." And I was like, "That's terrible." Now I'll say this: at a certain point, when you're having a chef quit every oh, weekend, yeah. you got to maybe turn, for the record, you got to maybe turn the mirror through, on yourself. If you went through three chefs in three years, that'd be considered a pretty significant turnover. Mm. Like if you're running. Any restaurant or any food place, your chef really is a massive part of your imprint on what you do. Yeah, like they decide the menu. So is that why Kettle and Tin has always had this just weirdly scattered, like kind of? Well, I don't know. Maybe dessert, it's a, like they have spaghetti Sundays and like dumpling Mondays and. Well, the menu does change a fair bit. It I changes, changes constantly. That. Maybe that is like it's not unlike Saturday Night Live. Kettle and Tin are like, yeah, we have a different chef every week. That's 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 what we're so that could be and and there are these core ingredients which is like you know Pete Davidson would probably be the bacon yeah that same redhead dude is lawn yeah. Lawn Michaels is the redhead guy who's just like- (laughs) And they just find a new- Listen, but despite the changeover, I think it's a fucking great- Great cafe. Great choice. And can I say, one of the ones that most seamlessly turns into a bar come like- I Because a lot of places kind of awkwardly try to be like, you can get a Bloody Mary. Yeah. But I think they actually- Or or it's like Hope and Anchor where I'm like, you're a bonafide pub and you're awkwardly doing Mm. breakfast and coffee. Uh, I just want to mention one more, Hen. Mm. Can't believe I didn't write it down. Paddington Social. Oh, of course. Probably pound for pound- Comfortably the cafe I go to most. I love Paddington, Paddington Social. I love Paddington Social. Their Thai pop-up kitchen at night is probably the best Thai food you'll get in Paddington. It's it, it, For it's a pop-up so kitchen, it is some... Yeah, incredible um, Thai. I think Paddington Social also is a bit of a victim of the snobbery. It's not quite as cool... Yeah. Uh, it's great coffee. The staff are divine and the food is so generous. Yeah. I, I love it. Lo- oh, that, yeah. One thing about They the give you social. a shit ton of food. And during COVID, they wrote on their signage at the front, oh, that's the, right. the Paddington social distancing. Very clever. Very clever. Very clever. No, I like it. Once you pick it a lot, if you have to go one Paddington, <laughs> um, what do you take? If on I'm, I'm getting just a coffee, Gypsy Van, Little Gypsy. Okay. Very cool. Um, all round, Paddington social. I yeah. love it. For I love it. Me, for me, if it's brekkie, I'm probably going to get a London. Yeah. If I'm just getting a coffee, I don't know coffee well enough, I guess.
1: black, black out,
0: Blackout is a pretty good. I'll, I'll, go. I'll trust you on that. Or just get in your car and drive to Milton Maccas. I like the little- Or coffee. coffee. What's or the coffee. little bean down there, I guess? Oh, good bean. That's in Milton. Milton. That's Milton. Anyway. Um, all right. Should we now chat about eating and pubs? <laughs> I wanted a way to distinguish the segments in this episode. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Should we do this first? Let's talk about the paddo. Yeah, okay. Because I think when we last recorded We were pretty positive. The Pado <laughs> was still knockabout pub. Yeah. Bit of the Caxton vibe. Friday afternoon. There was some there was some good sit down comedy club yeah. stories from you. Like it was a Where I've come from tonight. So that's yeah. still going. Sit down comedy club almost to a fault has not changed a bit. No. Um but that's despite unfair. the world changing around them, that's unfair. They have a nice new sign. it's um, <laughs> <but> actually <laughs> Yeah, the the, the Pado was reasonably priced. Bit ugly, bit rough around the edges, but a good ugly, good pub, Coyote a genuine ugly. pub. It wasn't a glorified club for 19 year olds on a Friday night, and it wasn't a fucking airport departure <sighs> land. Yeah, let's talk about the domestic airport that is yeah. the Pado renovation. The Pado got renoed, and it sucks so much. I've never ever heard anyone talk positively about it. It looks like X cargo, and it there's a nautical theme that oh, well this rages is, okay, this is inside. the side. Yeah. It's like they put all the ideas for bars in a bucket, picked them out, yeah. and said do them all. There's why are there pictures of like is it Prince on the wall? And there's a big John Lennon mural. Well, there's a huge John Lennon mural. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the place a place yeah, where people right. used to used to go and fight and vomit after an origin game. And, and like, and like now it's like imagine cues. all the people. Yeah. I'm
1: like, oh, there's, good,
0: right? there's large stuffed sheep. Goat and like boar, like they're trying to do the pig and whistle type thing. Uh, then there's the big, yeah, there's the big kind of it's, and a lot of people have independently had this observation yeah. it is sanitized to the point that you do feel like you're waiting for your 4 pm flight to Abloh. It is just, it's, it's pure. now airport utterly devoid of character. And not just that, mate, I'm going to say this the prices have gone up and oh the quality's gone God. down. Do you know how much a chicken parmesan costs? I do, because yeah. I ordered one, but reveal it to the people. I believe it's $27. It's, it's more. It's 28 Jesus. It's twenty. dollars What do you think? That, oh, I think the max of Parmy can be charged, including Ham. Yeah. 23 I oh, was gonna say, I was going to say 24 for a very good one. But okay. But... I'm thinking Surf Club, Palmy, Caxon yeah. oh, okay. Street, Palmy. You just want to be talking. T- 24, I want, want to be-, be at like a gastro pub, like, want, like a yeah. nice place. Yeah. You want to be closer to 20 than 30. 100%. Yeah. As, the, as the ultimate rule. And also what, what shits me off is full credit to the Paddo. They do a half decent steak that is about $30. There should never, ever be a $2 difference between your Palmy and steak. No. They are polar opposite offerings. So this one time, was it, it was you, me and right? Yeah. Went to the Paddo. Hamish inexplicably ordered like calamari, which is just an odd choice from a pub. I'd, mm. they, it was terrible, but I don't overly blame them for that. I like, think wine. John Lennon was looking down and <laughs> he got some sort of inspiration from the mural. But but I ordered a chicken parmy and a schooner of Little creatures beer. In total, it set me back $41. Yeah, y- you could get a nice meal and a nice glass of wine mm. and a nice restaurant. for that, And you missed your flight. And yeah. and, and for an airport bar it's like 40 minutes from the airport so this is the airport. annoying thing they still have a departures board in yeah. the patio, but you get they the, when they say gate it just says like given terrace and stuff Yeah. You know, yeah oh yeah. my plane's there no it's a cab yeah, gate, to take the, you to gate, the gate the icy bit. yeah <laughs> very <laughs> um, frustrating I feel totally comfortable besmirching the quality of this parmy. it's not just the worst palmy I've ever had it's probably the worst thing I remember eating in my life It's So bad And you've eaten ass <laughs> And I've <have> eaten <laughs> shit From the and sauce And I've eaten shit From breakfast <laughs> Happy Gilmore I've been and to I, I've been to the mountain And the mountain Did not bite back I went to the Holy spring uh, And the warm uh, fountain oh, Gave nothing but shit I went to the church house Just to see what he hath wrought, <laughs> yeah. And And it was not worse than this It start. was It was It was just terrible I, I don't it was, it was It was It was heinous And we I think Hay likes to do this. What he doesn't enjoy, place. Like he pulled out the Google reviews. Yeah, and he left a scathing Google review, and I totally agree with it. I want to see if we can find it. You, yeah. you, you keep going, and I'll see yeah, if I'll, I can I'll find. describe it. So usually, a Parmy can be redeemed by a few things. If the often the chicken schnitzel is shit house, but it's that's just something fine. that is so hard to get wrong. No, is that fair to say? generally speaking, if you have a sli- slice of ham and melt some cheese on it. It's probably going to taste all right. It's probably going to taste pretty good. Somehow the patto failed on every single account so that the cheese had this odd texture. It was kind of cold. The ham was clearly really old. It had been left out for a while. Mm. The tomato sauce tasted more like ketchup, like it was sugary. And the schnitzel, literally like a McDonald's chicken nugget, is this connoisseur's choice of like flavor and taste compared to the schnitzel. It was just a fucking nightmare. Now, I don't know if this is any of our reviews, but yeah, there's some there's some pretty rough ones. Horrible, $32 for an eye fillet and it was hardly edible, highly disappointing. Um, Brisbane pubs have a long way to go. I don't know, then there's some five stars in here. Oh. It's just very hard to know when a restaurant has just jumped on and started doing their own reviews, which I'd absolutely do if I was a small business I'd do well. it constantly. Yeah, mate, and and I don't know how the the Pato, and we say this. It doesn't feel too bad attacking them because they really are making a killing off the back of somehow yeah. marketing themselves as the place to go for nineteen year olds. It went from oh hello yeah. to like a woolly mammoth to a birdies so to even a, I it's, get it's like taking the Fridays crowd, yeah. I, and I get the regatta and the re and stuff, but a hundred percent the paddo has just conquered this sort of inner because my impression is is. Yeah, like, or even the people who used to go to the Vic. Mm. Like, the Vic was the transition between, you know, your generation, Henry, struck me as pure clubs. Like, yeah. it was Doof Doof, Vodka Soda. Then there Ex- was... A- Expo ADA. Then there- <laughs> um, just... World War II celebration, <laughs> when that ended, my generation. Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, when, oh, the Sermon on the Mount. were there, was, <laughs> mate. The Mad Monday after Mount the crucifixion. Kick-ons. You should, oh, mate, you should, <laughs> crucif- <laughs> crucif- fucked up. Yeah, because yeah. he, he rose on Easter Sunday and then the, oh, the Mad Monday that Jesus was a, had. That was a big Sunday sesh. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's, the Paddo now, I just, we, we still have gone there a bit because it is, so convenient. And if you just want to watch the footy, you just want to be here. Uh, it's not the end of the world, but uh, I just hate, I hate giving them my business. And I actually don't think there's any other place that I really dislike to give my business to. Because they ruined a good thing. Yeah. I loved the paddock. They had a great thing. After the State of Origin game three in 2018, I believe it was. Mm. No, it probably would have been 19. 2019 State of Origin. Um, one of the great nights. Just truly one of the great nights at the paddock. I was with the, my Nova friends. We were just hanging out, and it's oh, that's still right. still had that character. So, it, and you know, you see flashes of it sometimes. It can come back, but yeah, they've got a bit of work to do to Absolutely. take it away from feeling like I'm in the Qantas Club. Absolutely, uh, another big pub, Hope and Anchor. Yeah, is it a pub? Yeah, it's a bar, but but they style themselves so much as British style. I, I would lend them the British idea of the pub. It's basically run by backpackers, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's aren't they run by backpackers to the extent that they didn't realize, but by being so British, they celebrated Australia oh, Day yeah. like properly? Yeah, yeah. So oh, I, th- oh, I think, I think when I went like a full, yeah, we drove past, they were like selling tickets to an Australia Day celebration and they were and getting like around full Aussie, Aussie flags, flags. I like went in, and the guy was like, All right, lads, you're gonna be back here on Australia Day, you're gonna be mental. And I'm like, Oh, Ooh. you guys have missed. <laughs> all the context about Australia but they're like what's oh, wrong with no. Australia Day it's when we arrived <laughs> yeah literally they're like, is the best I love moving here it's great but like I could imagine moving to another country it's like mate they call it Invasion Day <laughs> but- exactly <laughs> <laughs> bloody invade <laughs> <laughs> beers into my liver <laughs> invade oh. exterminate exterminate my hangovers <laughs> oh no <laughs> sorry can I just settle down <laughs> we're all being a little bit too crazy here I'm a settler that's absolutely crazy <laughs> sorry guys this is a nice bit awkward can we all assimilate and have oh. one big conversation what's <laughs> wrong with that, what's, oh, that's, what's fine. that. That's, that's funny that's <laughs> funny it's funny to say botany bay as in baby get me another beer <laughs> um but yeah so it, it there's so many british expats who run it yeah and there's so many british expats who drink there it's one of those few places i think like a classic english pub where there's just like a rusted on seven people who are always there like mm. customers secret alcoholics as they were yeah. called in one piece of totally fire. agree. Oh, i've in I've had a couple of weird chats with like fifty plus blokes who clearly just you know set up shop there at three pm, leave at twelve when it closes. Well, we had that great afternoon there where we yeah. went to have one beer and it turned into more than that. And we—that sounds like we got someone pregnant. No, more than that in terms of the number of drinks. I don't mate. know, just the way you, that wink you gave me and I'm paying, holding I'm up. Paying pregnancy pregnancy test while you said it. I'm paying the child support. I'm paying the child support, mate. It's a good kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, Turned into what is now a tradition amongst us of weird four pack and a tallie. Yeah, now, nice. got to admit, it's tradition. It's never been repeated. I think we did it a second time. I think we might have. Because bas- we bought- Yeah, no, you're right. Because we basically they did it in a lockdown. Yeah. Because you get home. Yeah, well, we walked no, home no, from no. it. So, no, so we Hope went to Embassy Cellars, which also, shout out, another great Paddington... Actually, Vintage sellers and Embassy Cellars, both great places to get weird, interesting beers, mm. far more so than like BWS. But yeah, because Embassy Cellars is right next to Hope and Anchor. Yeah, that's right. And we had a few too many beers there. And so we we set the rules of it yeah. was you, you had to get a tally and a pretty normal Tawley, which is... Kind of self-regulating, and yeah. the so you just get like a. You tool. can't really get a weird tool. A Coopers or a Forex yeah. or a I ha- I had a gold. I think. I think yeah. I might have got a east Yeah. Well, no, I think I got a Great Northern. I got a Great yeah, Northern yeah, toy. Yeah. But then your four pack has to be very, very weird. Yeah. And I found a four pack that was what were they called? Like, like devil De- juice or something. There was a skull. Or they were was really it? scary. Yeah, and like a noose or something on yeah. it. This was because like, oh, also context. it was three point two standard drinks in this like devil drink. Well, it was it was ten percent, yeah. For context, the average beer is like four percent alcohol yeah. per volume, yeah. uh, by volume rather. Um, and for context, we've been at the uh, Hope and Anchor, and I was like, yeah, I have a bit of uni to do, blah blah blah. I'll just have one drink, and then. Jack was going downstairs to get, you know, three beers for us, start the rounds. And I was like, oh, just whatever you do, cannot get me the insanely strong IPA they no, had. I think it I did this. Uh, you did this. Yeah. And then you came back. And I think, I think you just it. gave me the insanely strong IPA they yeah. had at the Hope and Anchor. yeah. And Which I believe was also like 8%. It's like, yeah, 7 or 8%. It's a great beer, but as soon as Hope and be- Anchor have some heavy fucking Oh, beers. I know. Well, because they're all fucking- you know, so Brits who just sit around and they've, well, they go the they've had a drinking culture like- well, they go solve like a mystery? <laughs> ten times well, over well, the British country. It. Oi bro, you want to solve a mystery <laughs> and then walk into a pole? I'm British. <laughs> that, that's your idea. Oh, that's- but I, I love British pub culture and that, and they've nailed it at Hope and Anchor. But yeah, so mm. very strong beers. That's yeah, good. Um, you really you lose your afternoon as soon as you've had one of these IPAs, yeah. and that's fine. But yeah, uh, so the rules—the only rules of Weird Four Pack and a toolie Night—is you have to get Weird Four Packs and toilets. So if everyone would like but, it, we'll, well, we'll we'll host a virtual Weird Four Pack yeah, and a toolie yeah. Night Zoom. over Zoom. Well, but the weird—the weirdest thing about it was that I then being I think in the middle of like review or like clerkships, I was like I was busy. Um, I then stayed up with Jack in his room, just chatting till like 3.30. I remember getting, getting huge weird about beers this. out of the fruit. Yeah, because you had like an early start at work or something. You had an actual reason. Was it a public holiday the next day or something? And I just actually had work. No, I don't think it was because Jack no. went to work. and was, anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah. anyway, um, Hope and Anchor, i love, I but But what I'd love is to see more pubs like it. I would love it if you could go from Hope and Anchor 800 metres down the road to another pub like it or to another like, – Yeah. It's it's tough that there are really, strictly speaking, only two pubs in not, Paddington. And not to compliment another city, but in that we were in oh Surrey Hills and that you were in Adelaide recently, yeah. there is just – a pub on those, every corner. There's a Hope and Anchor on every corner. Yeah. Or, yeah. If, um, if you, you could take the most fucking middle-of-the-road Surrey Hills or Adelaide pub, the most three-and-a-half stars, slap it in Paddington, it would be the most popular place in a second. Yeah. This is, this is a suburb, suburb that, that is, is just you know it is easy. crying out for some more pubs. We so have good, and we have good it. bars yeah. in Paddington. There good are bars. good options. I think we just need more. Yeah, we just need to build up the arsenal. We just need a chance to hop between them. Mm. Um, now, now talking about eating. eating, eating. Yeah, this is this is Blaistick, one we didn't touch on last time. But I was there. With, what are your thoughts on spicy? I'm tied. Love the food. The name. It's very good. Time. The name sits with you. What do they mean by <laughs> spicy, I'm tired? How do you, how do you naturally read it? Because I know how I read it. Um, I read it as going, is this food spicy? Of course it is. I'm tired. Oh, so it's like a bit of, I'm Batman. Like it's a, it's it's, a it's mission like, statement. It's, it's, it's like if you went to an Italian place and it was like, garlic, I'm Italian. Yeah, I see what you mean. That's how I read it. I See, I read it as someone who's been like, it's a bit of mistaken identity. <laughs> Of spicy, I'm Thai. Like that's always like as if it's like Joe, I'm Henry. Like there's a gun pointed in that's your face a, yeah. and you're like, Agent Spicy, you were required to come in. Mm. Spicy. i yeah, maybe it's a maybe it's a It's like they're trying to deceive someone into being like, I don't know, dude, do, do I want to go to this restaurant? It could be too spicy. And they're like, spicy? I'm Thai, like I'm cool, man. Oh, so we have totally, yeah, polar opposite interpretations, like they're, on, trying to, they're trying hinging to hinging on whether you believe spiciness is a big part of Thai cuisine. See, I don't really. Because when I have a- if you have Curries a, can be quite hot. I guess like a green curry or a red curry. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Like pad thai and pad series are I don't remotely spicy. L- way less so than Indian, Indian is the do I spicy, associate yeah. spice as a defining trait of- Even Vietnamese, because there's always extra chili on shit. Yeah. Because I don't-, Gee, I, don't right. I, think of, I think of Thai as maybe the mildest option oh, of no, getting I th- asian thai. I think Japanese is comfortably the mildest cuisine. You can get a pretty spicy ramen. Yeah, but you wasabi, have to- mate. Was you Wasabi, mate. Wasabi. Yeah, but the- I'm not counting on... You wasabi, can get, mate! Wasabi! That's Japanese! You can get, like, Wasabi's a hot sauce... Wasabi's Japanese, You can like, bro. add hot sauce of, like, chilli or wasabi to anything. Wasabi's Japanese! I think, I think, you know... A, a, you know, a chicken katsu curry is a lot less spicy than, like, a grain curry. Well, that's the truth, yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. like... Okay. Japanese. In the same way that if I went to a Thai restaurant <laughs> and had a glass of water, it'd be yeah. less spicy than if I had. Yeah, but it's a pretty hot chili comparison. ramen. It's a pretty fair comparison. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> you sound so hurt about it. Oh, I'm just—it's oh, just back it's Spicy. I'm Thai. Yeah. No, there's about a million different ways you could say it. I love it. I think it's fun. I want to hear. Send us a voice memo of what yeah. you think. fun. It is. A, but even then, just as a weird, it is a weird name to even call. You Thai restaurant. Yeah. Like even that there's such... Anyway, oh. Having I'm in it is just... Having I'm in a Spicy. sentence anywhere I'm that's ta- not the start and the lack of punctuation. Hilarious. It'd be so like niche and for a few people, but if I was a Brisbane drag queen, calling myself Spicy I'm Thai, like as a drag name would be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun for, for the people who knew it. Um, One last thing on Spicy I'm Thai. If you go online, their menu looks incredibly expensive and it's really complicated and you're like, where the hell is a pad Thai? Turns out they just publish their like the nicer half of their diner menu online. Because oh. I saw this and I was like, ah, oh, shit, I want like, Thai takeaway at 9pm, but all they have is like this crispy duck breast thing. They called them I was like, can I have like, a pad Thai with chicken? They're like, yeah, yeah, sure, we're open for another hour. They do open late. Yeah, so I've heads have late spicy on so um, you want if you want spicy on um, Thai, call them. Yeah. Don't worry about Uber Eats. Don't worry about ordering online. Wow. Give them a call. Joe single-handedly just, just undermines the gig economy. <laughs> Joe Dwight destroys oh, food delivery Happ- services. Happily destroys the big corporate entities that run them, not the workers. Oh. Knocky knocky, yeah. Knocky knocky is a good one. We probably did speak about this last time we're here. Yeah. Joe's a big fan of it. Yeah, um, I've I'm, I'm totally tailed off. I wouldn't. Have, I think I've had it like three times. You like the bread. I really liked the bread, and you found that there were other ways to get bread. Yeah. Joe, Joe found Kohl's. out. Joe found out so that like grocery, grocery shops, yeah, and was like, "You know, you can just buy a whole loaf of this without the knacky." <laughs> yeah, literally, I found out like grocery shops and a can of tin tomatoes and a bit of basil, and I'm like, oh, right. right, I've gotten exactly mm-hmm. what I used." Joe to Joe was like embarrassed when it. he went up with a loaf of Wonder White to the cashier at Coles and was like, <laughs> um, "Excuse me, I just I, I misplaced the meatballs <laughs> and, uh, and the the pork and fennel." Um, there was a truffle sauce that I imagine comes with. this. This, uh, this if bread. you and could find it, it for me, it I should think. be costing me at least twenty one dollars. <laughs> so Sorry, uh, the, the price on this is a dollar fifty nine. Must be a mistake, right? You mean fifteen dollars? <laughs> must be nearer. But no, I, I bring it up again in this revisit of Paddington because I ended up there recently. Um, so my boss at Four BC. Knowing I was a comedy fan, invited me to come That's along right. to a comedy show, a good chat comedy. So went along, and upon arriving for a drink beforehand at the Caxton, uh, his boss is in town now. This is someone very, very high up within Channel Nine Radio. It's uh, like I won't go through like all the. It's not lofty, right? Um, no, it wasn't lofty. Shame. Because that probably would have been mentioned on this podcast if <laughs> I'd, uh, if I'd had, drinks <laughs> with Lofty. had drinks with Lofty and like Wally Lewis and you've yeah. just sat on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I was like, oh, he's he's coming along. Is that cool? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. So, just like, yeah, not to bore you with the exact comparisons, but just someone very high up. And then yep. um, we basically go to the comedy show. And then he's like, yeah, all right, let's go get some dinner. What would be open, Henry? You're from around here. And I was like, listen, it's a Thursday night. We don't really have like a restaurant precinct around here. Probably knocky knocky would be the something that'd be open. They're open for another hour or so. He said, All right, sounds good. Then my boss smoke bombs. <laughs> just says, I gotta leave, fellas. Gets in an Uber. <laughs> I was like, okay, shit. And then there was this very awkward moment where this incredibly senior executive mm. at Nine Entertainment and me, real bottom of the food chain, kelp areas yeah. of this company. He just goes, He's already put out the option. He's already indicated how keen he was for dinner. He couldn't turn back without looking rude. So he, in a great show of leadership, says, well, I'm still hungry, little mate. Uh, (laughs) Shall we? So, but I guess it's just you and me, buddy. Let's do it. So me and this boss, my boss's boss, walk the somewhat, not as you it's know, it longer than you think. Longer when you're with someone who you haven't yeah. known that well. And I had a one-on-one dinner with oh, wow. like the very high up boss it's not of a Nine super Radio. Super comfortable place to dine in. Well, it was but just it's just built a, as it was a counter, so we ah. just had to like kind of like be awkwardly that awkward less, like um, angle in where you're like, my knee's not that far away from your balls, but less romantic than I think sitting across from each other at a That table. would have been, yeah. I if think, I'd been like, should we go to Becafina? Yeah, it's like, like should Let's, we light some candles, get yeah. a couple of nice... Or like, go to Elementi, also big shout out, uh, delicious new Paddington restaurant where I go had go. the best pasta of my life the other week. Look at this man go. But yeah, so I had a, like, a very weird... But then it was one of those great things at work yeah. where the next day, some of the more go-getters in the company, yeah. like, what'd you do last night? You are like, Me? Last night, <laughs> I had bought. I had dinner with this man. And they were like, the networkers amongst us yeah. were just shitting themselves, being like, oh, why not, why not? Like, oh, come on. I tried to have coffee with a partner and it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> Did not equate to any sort oh. of career progression or paradise, yeah, we'll but still a good pasta. Well done. Um, that actually reminds me, I just wanted to say, given uh, Italian restaurants and pasta in Paddington. Yeah, so there's Elementi, there's this new place. And I had, I realised nothing, and this wouldn't surprise you at all, nothing brings me greater pleasure than being right yep. Um, in circumstances where I'm perhaps not immediately expected to be. So yes. having dinner at Elementi, um, someone asks, because on the menu it says Pizza Bianca and Pizza Rosso, and yep. someone goes, what's that? And I was like, well, it means pizza with red sauce, like a traditional pizza with a tomato sauce base, or pizza with white sauce, like it's a cream-based sauce or type thing. Uh, and then it this, is a come. And then I realize this genuinely Italian waiter has been lurking over my shoulder and just goes, that's completely perfect. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> now. You could guess it from looking at the pizzas. Like, it's not a, a difficult thing to know, but I've never felt better oh my than he God. was like, I think he was like taken aback that he's like, this loud, obnoxious little white boy at the restaurant knows. He is the chosen, the one. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, great restaurant. I it had genuinely life-changing uh, before a go there, but um, Joe now works there and has deep ties to the mafia. <laughs> it's really exciting. And You can see Joe's next appearance in Underbelly. <laughs> uh, a tale like of two pizzas, n- Underbelly. All right, Darren Lockyer. <laughs> I was going to name this segment "Celebrities of Paddington," but this is like the only one I can think of. Yeah, let's uh, talk, let's talk about this. A lot, multiple people mm. wrote in about this guy. Now, for those of you who don't know, what are you doing? Darren Lockyer yeah. was one of the great. Rugby League players of all time, yeah. captain the Broncos to Premiership victories in mm-hmm. Queensland and Australia. Yeah, in fact, in the same year, two thousand and six, Premiership Origin and Rugby World Cup. I think. And you probably know him as the man mm. with the croaky you're voice, right. if you're yeah. a as if you're a passerby league fan. Mm-hmm. But if you live in Paddington, you also know him as this shirtless dude that is always jogging. Now, this kills me, Henry, because we've talked about before. Like, I loved Darren Lockyer so much growing up; I thought he was my dad. But mm. I've never ever run into him or seen him and everyone I know lives in Paddington is like oh Darren Lockyer yeah I see him every morning like but, he's always yeah. jogging he's always around it's a regular. I, I, he's one of the few people in the world I'd go I don't think I would be able to form words I'd go silent. You reckon you'd be full starstruck? Oh, I I think I'd be two starstruck. Admittedly, neither can he. So you're, you're actually <laughs> in a really pretty good, good yeah. spot. You're like, man. <laughs> man, Joe and Darren <laughs> Lock, are <you're> really hitting <laughs> it off over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right, let's just quickly, new podcast. Do, do. And <laughs> uh, now, 20 years of the future, welcome back to Balls, Walls, and a Whole Lot of Smalls with Joe Diggity Dwyer and, hey! and co-host Darren Lockyer. Allegedly. <laughs> 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 Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that was oh, a lot. But, but yeah, our, li- our little spider. What do you reckon about the fact that he runs around Paddington shirtless? Because I'm putting uh, it out you've there. He's got the body for it. But does he No, it? he does. He does. But, no, I'm sure it's still in good nick, but does he need to- doesn't he need to have a bit of humility about that body? If I see someone real fit running around with a shirt off, I'm like, all oh, right, mate, you're already going for a run. No, that's true. I don't know. Um, I don't know. If I had the body where it looked good running shirtless, I'd probably run shirtless. But it's honest. like, he's running around in Paddington. It's not like a, it's not the hottest time of year. We're getting reports as recently as this week. I guess if, if <laughs> like you deliver to our inbox. Yeah. We're getting uh, intelligence from <laughs> as recently the, as uh, weather hours. App. Uh, yeah. I checked a bomb recently. <laughs> and, um, and we received a piece of correspondence. <laughs> yeah. I received some correspondence from the news this morning <laughs> that it's getting colder, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's it's inevitably a very cocky thing to run shirtless, but if he's got the body for it, but it'd I, be more cocky if he's running around in like a kangaroo's jump or something, yeah, like uh, uh, like a Broncos jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like being like, <laughs> what do you reckon? Maybe maybe he's trying to do as little as possible to be recognised as Darren Lockyer because he never played shirtless. That is so true. Maybe he <laughs> thinks people will not recognise <laughs> me true. without a shirt. It's why he intentionally doesn't carry a rugby ball around <laughs> yeah, when he goes exactly. running, just so it's harder to make that connection. <laughs> yeah, well, uh-huh. he um, but apparently. He goes and and Sean, who's a just a dear friend of the show, yeah, who has recently uh, moved into a, a new place in Paddington, yeah. which I actually inspected. So there's a fair it's bit a of lovely e- place expertise Go that comes with this. But um, he said, fun fact, you get to see Darren Lockyer at Rosalie Village running around sometimes with shirt off, um, and he must have a tab at the 86 Cafe, mm. which is attached to the Japanese restaurant there. Because Moga, apparently, I think the he, restaurant is. Yeah. So he just rocks up. Doesn't even get in line and they give him a coffee and he walks out without paying. Now, I think Sean's been very generous to Darren Lockyer there in saying I, he must have a tab or something. Yeah. I don't know if he does. I think he's got a bit of a tab. He's being Darren fucking <laughs> Lockyer. I think he has pulled the I'm Darren Lockyer card. Oh, you want to see my tab? Yeah, it's eight all in a row. <laughs> That's why he goes to 86 because he's. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently he also. He backs this up. He backs us up so he likes his coffee in the morning, but apparently he has a rosé every afternoon in Paddington. Yep. I'm just trying. Well, no, there's find. that There's that little wine bar um, next to the Rosalie like, garden centre. Yeah. You know, oh, well, apparently that's where he lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lives. Um, Is he in like a super mansion? No, so Sean said he lives behind the garden centre in Rosalie. That's Howard Street. Just to dox Darren Lockyer <laughs> fully <laughs> on this program like, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but to me, on, life, if on anyone, a podcast if anyone, was yourself, gonna, if anyone was going to overreact to finding out Darren Occhio's address, it's me. Yeah. So, so where are you going? <laughs> well, I'll get, why are you going Where shirtless? are you going with the gaff tape? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, we're moving, bro. I swear. <laughs> Joe, what's in the moving box? Help me! Help me! Are they just my books? Yeah, they are. It's oh, the book for Barry Potter. It just talks, man. Joe, it hurts <laughs> me to ask you this as your friend. Did, is that former Broncos captain Darren Lockyer hiding in that moving Joe, I, know van? This, I know this sounds totally insane. <laughs> So feel free to say no, but no, yeah, it's terrible. No, yeah. we definitely need to hire a big windowless van to move on the weekend, uh, guys. Guys, it's, instead of hiring, probably cheaper to just buy one and. Is this is why it? you wanted the weird loft underneath, that yeah, house yeah, with yeah. that door that leads to nothing. Um, yeah, well, apparently, yeah, enjoys a rosé, and I think rosé can often be knocked as a bit of a basic drink. But mm. next time someone says, "Oh, all the rosés," that's what Darren, Lockyer, Darren Lockyer. I'm, I'm, and you will not be surprised to see me in Rosalie having a six pm rosé. No. To try and and attract Darren. But, mate, Darren, (laughs) if one of our friends has his way, might not be jogging around Paddington for all that much longer. Do you want to reveal what happened? I will. So, a dear friend of the show uh, and close friend of ours, Sam Mullen, had an incident with Darren Lockyer uh, when he was, I believe, living at Fernberg Road. He was pulling out. And I'd like to think Sam wasn't really looking where he was going. Yeah, in his car, by the way. <laughs> <come> off. <laughs> off Darren Lockyer. Yeah. Uh, so, so he's pulling out and Darren said, see you next time, champ. <laughs> Sam was very I'm off hurt. to have a shower. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's why he's running shirt. Yeah. It was. So Sam's reversing out of his driveway. He's running home. He's <laughs> running home from a one night stand with Sam. <laughs> just like you beauty. Lost his shirt. <laughs> Always happens. Um Sam's reversing out of his driveway and just hears this car absolutely screaming past. Almost smashes him. Sam reckons he's had like near-death experience here. (laughs) And he gets a look at the driver as he goes past. And he reckons Darren Lockyer stared straight (laughs) at him as he almost killed him and then kept driving. And then ever since, Sam has, I think, been in the car and seen on a few other occasions Darren Lockyer in the car. I think he's had multiple near misses of Darren because Darren sounds like he's a bit of an erratic driver in the area. And and it's led to this now belief of mine... That either Sam is trying to murder Darren or Darren's trying to murder Sam. I think it could be both. Oh, I think it's both. In a bit of a spy versus spy yeah, relationship. Yeah, a bit of a. Mr. and Mrs. Lockyer. Uh, sort of they're uh, trying to kill each, uh, each other. What's. The Roadrunner? Is that one? Yeah, Coyote no, and No, but road they're run. not really trying to kill each other. Well, I don't other, think right? the Roadrunner's trying to kill Coyote. Coyote's trying to kill the Roadrunner and by his own in Oh, Itchy and Scratchy from The Simpsons. No, even again, I think Scratchy's oh, is that just one-sided? trying to kill Itchy. I, th- I think. So if we were to do Tom it with was- Jerry, they're one sided, aren't they? Yeah, I, I'm thinking right. spy vs. spy. It really is just spy versus spy. Then I reckon. Okay, so if it's if it's Road Runner, equally. I think to kill the Road Runner is Lockyer, and Sam is Coyote. Yeah, and just keeps not killing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and just failing keeps, in yeah. like these goofy dropping dynamite you on know, himself. He, he's really tall, Sam, and he just keeps yeah. dropping shit all the time. Yeah. But, so, but yeah, uh, Darren Lockyer, if if you're listening, and I would lose my fucking marbles if you are. Yeah. Um, keep an eye out from Sam Mullen. Yeah. Could be, Could be out to catch it. Could be out to catch it. It's right. a warning. But yeah. <laughs> oh. Eerie. Oh, we well, No, no, no we, sorry, sorry. I retract that. Mo- I retract that with, uh, with sad Trombone. <laughs> so we're back to the previous segment of Darren Lockyer. We might be, um, we might be pushing our three and a half hours of the first time we did that. <laughs> yeah, again, yeah but this, this pace. Um... A guy, guy shunned you right in and said that all of our friends live here. And it is... Uh, for someone who just looked for a rental in Paddington, it is interesting that I noted... I don't know who here's has seen the first ever episode of Entourage. Yeah. And it sort of starts with Turtle, like, walking around. And they're all getting brunch in like LA. having a juice, I think. Sort of like yeah. having a juice in LA. And... How Entourage depicts LA in those early episodes of Entourage is very much how I think Paddington is uh, and how literally. I depict Paddington in my mind of just walking around. It really is kind of the, like to the extent where a friend of mine moved from the Gold Coast to Brisbane and she was like, yeah, I just keep asking around. Anyone just says the place to live is Paddington. Yeah. And she now lives at like literally Maruka. <laughs> So it's just a, it's a big, that beautiful city with so many amazing suburbs. Yet somehow, like everyone we know lives in Paddington. It'll shift though. I like get Like it'll just get too expensive. It'll get pushed out. We're very lucky that we found an yeah, affordable 100%. place in Paddington. Um, because I, I do like that it still has managed to retain a bit of that sharehouse energy. That oh, hopefully 100%. we will bring to it. There, there we'll are that. some incredibly gorgeous houses and posh families. Mm. It's also just because Paddington still. You know, there are some big family houses, but it doesn't fundamentally have a family culture in the way that a lot of other suburbs do. I'd agree. Like, like, it's not viewed as the classical place to raise your kids. No. It's still got this sort of... Well, it's the inner city. Like, if you want inner city life, that's where you go. Yeah. Um, but no, look, I love it. The only reason I wanted to raise this, uh, you know, it's like LA thing, which you literally said out loud at Remy's the other morning, mm-hmm. um, is... There's this story that yeah, takes place you, behind the paddock. You don't know everyone. Put it this way: you, you, you think you could know everyone, you but think then you could. maybe you do. Because I was, we had a long day at the cricket. back Dr- yeah, Jack and the, I. Uh, the India Test, Australia wasn't playing well. Half the day was rained out. We um, we went to been some drinking drinks all <laughs> day, like to the extent where I had been drinking since what had to be about seven am. Yeah, and we got to the uh, got to back to the Caxton Street Studios. And it was a bitter. Mucking around in my room. Oh, put a it that of, way. Bit bit of horseplay. Joe and Jack thought it'd be funny to play an old classic game that we call, <laughs> and we alluded to this in the nunder episode, yeah. actually, of what my old friends used to do: of uh, hold me down until I have a bit of a spack attack. <laughs> the funny thing, No, but you're and wind me up. But your, nun- but your nunder friends used to like throw shit at you and beat you, which I understand the explosive anger. You just got held down. Uh, to be honest, at least when they're like throwing balls seconds. and shit, I can dodge it. I, w- I was fully restrained. Yeah. It was not 30 seconds. It was like, And I was like, get off my gun. And then I- <laughs> Are ma- you saying it was longer or shorter? I think it was longer. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Then I was held down. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah, yeah, I was getting- And then I was like trying to break out and I couldn't. And then I managed to like, I think free an elbow. Full mongrel came out. Mm. Oh, like a scat. <laughs> you didn't full mongrel on your perpetrators- May have you full mungled on your own possessions. My bedroom your might have got a bit smashed up. It'd have been a long day. Yeah. Not at my proudest moment. No, no, Jack and I were scared enough that we literally left the house. Joe and Jack leave. Georgia is in charge of calming me down, which was a bit of an effort. Yeah, really. And I poured beer. a knocked a bottle of beer over, and it got all over Sam's. A Sam of wanting to kill Darren Lockyer. <laughs> yeah, Utopia for ruined realists. Utopia for realists. His book. And he messaged me the other day and said, "Can I come and pick up <laughs> oh, Utopia?" Yeah, yeah, he goes, "Can I come and pick up?" Which a weird thing. He goes, "Hey mate, just went i in the area, can I come and pick up Utopia for realists?" And I was like, immediately went to Dimmick's <laughs> ordered online, online yeah. to get it delivered to my house. And I was like, hey, mate, ordered you a new copy. And he's like, you just didn't have to do that. What the hell? He's like, I like it when books look red. And I was no, like, no. <laughs> no, mate. Um, I had an absolute <laughs> meltdown. May have poured an entire bottle of uh, Furfy onto your book. You absolutely you don't, don't like want this. it. You don't want this book back. Mm. But then, but yeah, so managed afterwards, managed afterwards to- we were walking the streets behind- Well, you paddock. came back and then I came and I was like, all right, let's go get some air. No, I didn't come back. You, you met me- because Jack and I went to Chris and I Oh, okay. And, I, we and, you, there. and you were meeting us there. And I was still in like villain. Head pretty. Mood. It was a less violent and destructive mood. Yeah. But a pretty foul mood. Pretty foul. And a pretty like impulsive mood. And I, we walked past a house. And it was a house that we didn't know. No. In Patton, and but I, the like, lights were on. There was music coming in. It was clearly like a long thing for Henry and I has been the idea of, can we get in on this? Yeah. Which is the idea that, you know, we live in a kind enough country and most people are good enough that if you asked to get in on an evening, whether that's, you know, joining them for a beer or like popping into their house, most people will agree to let you get in on it. I agree. And we walked past and I was in this kind of crazy mood. Yeah. And I was like, oh, let's just run into this random house. Commonly known as trespassing. Yeah. And George George was like, don't do it, don't do it. And I've just run into the house. Bit of the mangroves energy of, are you ready to rock? Yeah. Yeah. Just probably read in, yelling, got in there, not knowing what we'd find, and then just immediately get met with, oh, Henry, and oh, Joe, oh, hmm. Georgia. So I think there was a girl who Georgia went to acting classes yeah. with. Uh a couple of people from Lewis Hill who I knew. Yep, girl I worked with at Brumbies. Best thing to be hit with as well was like, oh, is this going to be on like an episode of Unpacking Brisbane? <laughs> and it's so good. <laughs> That's why we're including it. God, right? I, mean, I don't remember any of those people's names. But I remember Eliza. Is- Oh, that's good. There you go. Don't that, But yeah, like just to prove the point that everyone, you know, lives in Paddington. Run into a random house. stormed a random house and had about three different connections. Odds are. So, and then I managed to, just speaking of the Paddo earlier, for all their like, because I think they have quite a strict line policy. Yeah. Of like lying down the street and stuff. I just managed to like walk up that night with Georgia because she was like, come back. And I was like, I'm going to see Toby and like ran to the Paddo. Mm. And managed to just walk around the side Like the little side gate they have And just jump over They're too too big To have a better entrance You can't govern the whole thing Beautifully done And then I got caught Talking to Tim Wickman One of the blokes Who sent the death threats messages From bloody From Loser The show you should come see And we had a nice chat About all of that Anyway Not that important (laughs) I'm over it now (coughs) Mm. What was the chat about? What? What was the chat about? No, no, no. He was just like, ah, Yeah, he was like apologizing and stuff. And I was like, mate, it's all good. You provided me with a stand-up show. Over all of that. I think the listeners are well across.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What? It uh-huh.
0: took a lot of guts to tell us that, mate. That's right. What a hero! All right, let's talk about the battle of the views, which has been raised to us by Sean. Um, oh yeah, I've long thought that the view from Upper Cairns Terrace is the best in Brisbane. Yeah, um, I'd We're say it's the best. used to, in, to live. Yeah, I'd say it's the best in Paddington. I think there's controversy over how much of it is in Red Hill and how much of it is actually in Paddington. The whole street crosses suburbs. Oh, I think so. I guess it's a terrace. Yeah, like it runs for quite some time. You believe all the way back from the first episode two years ago that Remy's bathroom is the best view in Brisbane, right? Well, I don't think that's where their bathroom is anymore. Oh, you're right. I feel like they might have moved Yeah, you're it. right. Because they took over the space It's too many people to shitting. Well. No. Remy what? No, Remy. Remy, no. You're not, you're there's not many, on There's too many people um, shitting. But Sean has raised that the top of Howard Street is apparently the best view in Brisbane. I think he's taking the piss because it's a really low street. Has to be kidding. Yeah, we'll check that out. Well, we will check that yeah, out. We'll, we'll investigate this battle of the views. Oh, I'm still going to stick with yeah. I think I think regardless, you're getting some of the best city views in, in the city. It's the beauty yeah, of Paddington. And... Like, has so many hills. You are either you either have amazing city views or you can walk up your street and have amazing city views. Yeah, that's like true. you're always pretty close, never far from a city view. No. But um. We we spoke about I think we did it ad nauseum in the in the first episode, the uh Rosalie. But just something fun and new that we figured out uh recently in um is that apparently the bell for Milton State School and there are there are state schools that are known to do this. I think I mentioned on the yeah. episode that the state school out there did this, but changing the <laughs> bell to be a song. Apparently the <laughs> bell for Milton State School is blinding lights by the weekend. <laughs> I think it's just such a dead-on, like, of course, schools aren't 100% with the t- Like, of course, it's not Call Me By Your Name. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's if you're a school, like, in 2017, the bell would have been Uptown Fun. What do you mean? What's Call Me By Your Name? Call me when you want. Call me when you need. Call me. The little Nas X song. Oh, Montero. that one. I just went to the movie. Well, that's why it's called Call Me By Your Name. But they play the entirety of the movie of Call Me By Your Name <laughs> as the school bell. Yes, yeah, so they fuck they up the audio the peach, that bad. They play the peach scenes, like but <laughs> just audio. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't really get this. It's like, you call me by your name, I'll call you by yours. And it's like, oh, time for maths. <laughs> like just <full. laughs> Um, But the other thing you have to say about Rosalie Henry is you had a very interesting coffee experience with a teacher, right? Yeah, I don't know if we covered this on the last one. Might have been, but I think say it either way. Joe, Joe just put this on the down because <laughs> he wanted me to tell it again. Oh, it was just that I'd <laughs> in the in the way that you would maybe like in one or two years, like after school, teachers who you like got along with. Yeah, like as humans, orga- organized like a coffee, and we went out to have a coffee. <laughs> but it had like I broke up with my girlfriend on the phone. And I was, like, like really upset. And, the co- and this is, like, an hour before the coffee was scheduled. And I was, like, terribly upset by this. Yeah. getting I was, like, oh, this is awful. Like So, like, turn up to the coffee, like, still crying. And he was, like, what's wrong? Like, clearly just, like, <laughs> immediately knew that something was up. wonder what teaching this was. <laughs> and I was, like, oh, mate. Like, what's up, mate? And I was, like, oh, this is, this is terrible. Like, what, I, I just feel, like, I'm so hurt and stuff. You really it's- unloaded, didn't you? Like, you, you spoke about... Yeah. Some of these issues that you had in your relationship. I think thinking he was being helpful, he was just like, <laughs> you know, I just think that like sexuality is just like a spectrum anyway. <laughs> it's just so unrelated to I was like, your yeah, no, I agree. That's like, yeah, man, sure. Sort of unrelia I, I think he thought I was like coming out. That he, yeah, that, he, yeah. that I was like, I've I've broken up with this girl and and, and I don't I know, had, my sexuality has a new path forward. Yeah, I think I I don't know I don't know what I said that led that yeah. to be the conclusion, but I was like, that's a interesting but separate point there, sir. <laughs> uh, to, you, to you it seems as relevant as him being like, you know, I think vanilla milkshakes have a certain dominance over <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, sure mate. Just, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, weird thing like, that happened to me, Rosalie. Uh, you uh, wanted to talk very briefly, a few more points about the Woolies. Couple, couple quick one. Uh, only one point little, about the little Woolies, hot really. takes here. Um, I just found it really funny. Again, Joseph Mail, I agree. Paddington Woolies, diabolical car park. He puts It's it. fucked. It's. Heinously bad. Just that whole area. I hate that the Woolies is tucked away and you've got to get an escalator down there. I agree. The Woolies should be where the Cafe 60... The Paddington Central, nothing easy. I I read... I think it was on like the Paddington Residence Facebook page or something and someone was like, Paddington Central just needs a massive facelift. I totally agree. It's one of the few places I've been to where I'm like, this needs a Renault. I'll say this. I have pretty good luck parking there, but I just think I'm a like prenaturally blessed with luck parker yeah you you but well. i just think i i have a um it's just fucking heinous even like the least popular times to shop i've been there at like 8 30 p.m on a tuesday car parks full like midday on a friday uh, car parks full it's never easy to get a park there oh uh, great diabolical as uh um, as hotmail said few other quick quick hits dutch final. Yeah, good. Uh, and the Paddington Bookstore too, amazing places. We love their records. We love their books. Um, it's sort of becoming the default gift in our circles Yeah, to the point where your birthday came up a couple of weeks ago and I went, all right, I'll get Henry a record from Dutch Vinyl and what else? Yeah. It becomes like the assumed thing. Yeah, it's that plus whatever you get. Um, the River by Bruce Springsteen, I yeah, ended up getting, Bruce, which is very good. Yeah, and, nice nice people there. Dutch Vinyl's, yeah, just outstanding. I think I had rhymes. an awkward experience at the bookstore because – as a joke, yeah. Sylvia, Joe's girlfriend, gave, gave us Mein Kemp yeah, as a as a housewarming thing and I, Very funny. for her Christmas present, wanted to get her like an equally fucked book. Yeah. Which basically puts you in the situation where I'm in the Paddington bookstore just having to look for the most fucked book I can find. Yeah. And managed to find like um, Andrew Bolt's yeah. book and I was like really embarrassed. I was like, oh, I don't want to buy fucking Andrew Bolt's but book. Also, the guy there is like really nice but like Clearly there's like cool lefty. Well you've well you've come across the problem I had. I was like I'm embarrassed about buying this book from this man's bookstore. Yeah. But hang on a minute. He's shelved it. <laughs> I was like, if anything, it should be sold be by you. Yeah, yeah, someone's yeah, found it yeah. to buy. So, <laughs> I was I like, guess, oh, Sorry, that's for my personal connection. I didn't mean to be selling as it. As he has wont to do, he has once again got us all that Andrew Bolt with some Absolutely. facts and logic. Uh, my final bit of contemporary Paddington, Henry. Uh, of course you snuck this in there, yeah, mate. A yeah. little bit proud of yourself. F45 Paddington's a pretty good studio, I reckon. Yeah, man. And uh, just jumping in. You know, keen, keen observers of the show will know that Henry and I have gradually both engaged in our own health and fitness journeys fitness over journeys. the last few months. Mm. Uh, Henry with Fitstop West End, me with F45 mm. Paddington. Um, I've got to say, the main takeaway about it for me, which I just find so funny, is it's in this block of shops called Fit Village. Yeah, I saw that. That was clearly, because there's signs up for other shops, but nothing's open, nothing's built, was clearly pre COVID. Meant to be like, there's meant to be a salad and juice bar there. There's meant to be a physio and there's meant to be another gym. Then COVID hit. None of this got built. So it's just this big building called Fit Village just with F45. Yeah, right. Don't have much more to say than yeah, that. Yeah, it's not even like the news agent could do like... No. Oh. They've made it Fit Village. If you're not fit, and you can't be there. Yeah, that's the right. If you want to make some chicken it. and waffles, they're like, fuck off. Oh, this isn't Fat Village, Hey, How are you going with it? Hey, well, isn't that what the F stands for? <laughs> fat 45. <laughs> yeah. It's for fat 45-year-olds <laughs> who need yeah. something. No, it's called Fat Fuck 45. There's actually two Fs. Um, and finally, Yoga Bones. Yeah. yeah. I went Never. to yoga for like two weeks. It was awesome. Yoga is pretty popular in. I now. think I hear yoga bones and I think yogi bones, like yogi. Bear. Well, they're, they're I, I, I just I, it's rare that you their see their logo is a y o g vowel b more vowels. Yeah, well, very I, rare. I yogi bear and yoga bones. I think close I for think comfort. um yoga bins. Yeah, that's what where you saying. chuck your yogurt out. Oh, that's my instinct. I am mean, now to see me like with a yoga yoga was good. Yoga was fucking awesome. Do you like yoga? Because that, that was very different from goget. Yeah, oh, radish was like squeezy fruit yogurt. I, I hated the yogurt presentation. It was on the tubes. Yogo would give you a tub. Yogo had that like gorilla who was cool. Yeah, no, I was I was thinking yeah that that ape, yeah that ape. <laughs> that and uh, on on the highest note of yogi <laughs> Yogo yeah. gorilla, should we ask the question that we've asked before, but maybe we can reassess? Does Paddington fuck? I think we were a bit soft on this last time, Henry, a bit equivocal. Um, what did we say last time? <sighs> I think I was like, oh, yeah, it fucks, but like- In, in the, the afternoon. In the morning or something? No, like I think a, it was a fucks in the afternoon or something. It was like a sad boy fuck. I yeah, think it was yeah. Murder. We had we had a- twi- Oh, yeah, you're right. The vein we went down, I think. I just think full, full-throatedly, Paddington fucks. Yeah, it does. Every hour, every day. And I think much more that than any other suburb. We we probably in asking this question, because it was the first suburb we looked at, it was like we didn't have anything to compare it to. Whereas now, you're like, For oh sure. wait a minute. Now that we've done Arana Hills. once well, you go <laughs> to Arana Hills, you, uh, you kinda go, oh, much okay, maybe Paddington it. absolutely does fuck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I'd say there's like a now that COVID is over and People got used to not going to the Valley, yeah, as their night out. Yeah, you're right. I think now that there is a lot more of a oh well, we'll stay in the area. We can still have a huge night, whether it's yeah. Praise and then we go to well, Paxton or Lefties well, or I met not. I met Sylvia, my now girlfriend, at her housewarming in Paddington. Yeah, like I, I agree. I think oh well, it definitely fucks me. I, yeah. I think once the Valley is taken off the cards. Paddington as just a place where a lot of people live and where there's a lot of bars just offers itself up as a fucking alternative. Something I said before: if Paddington, could, if Paddington, I mean, more so about Caxton Street, but if Paddington could just get a nightclub, oh Just like one or two that is like, because that's the well, thing, that it's would like, boost Paddington if Caxton Street had a nightclub, because exactly, then you could yeah, three like, in one of the pubs up there and walk down. Because Lefties is effectively like a dance floor, but like live band, the it's like, so close Caxton after a ho- after a game. Is essentially a nightclub when they open the car park yeah. up in that downstairs area, like in a way. But yeah, if they had like a proper kind of TBC flying yeah. cock We'll just make it upstairs where Enzo & Sons used to be. Yeah, true. Legit. Yeah. Like there's just so- Have th- a club. Yeah, there's so many options that they could just fit out. And yeah. then then you would really eliminate the valley from like having to go there for people yeah, who live legit. inside of town. Yeah, but no, I, th- I think, yeah, it, whatever we said last time, if we were equivocal, where I am now in the truest of terms saying Paddington fucks. Yeah. Well, well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. i say that's probably all we got time for and we don't need the introduction of any other segments or bits or anything that... Nah, I don't think... ...might have been familiar with listeners of old I think, or... Um, I think if they're... If oh, what? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. A lot. <laughs> oh no! Did did you miss me? No, no Remy, you Remy, weren't missed at all. Maybe like two people missed you, man. Oh, I tell you, there's four other people who voted. What was? What did I sound like again? I feel like I've really up. The, I feel like I'm Whoa, really up. Henry. The oh man, Remy, Henry just tried to do the rare thing of talking just after you did, and uh, <laughs> I think his poor voice got a bit jumbled. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Ah, oh, Henry's left the room. I heard your burger episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see you, buddy. Bye, Henry. It's good. A dentist appointment was out. <laughs> well, it was this type of dentist. Whoa, it was all that late night dentist appointment. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you this, Bear Remy. People didn't like me. People said, oh, characters, too much. People don't like me. Can I tell you this? I've changed my menu. Burger's a little bigger. I'd, I'm making the yumbo. <laughs> Well, added the I added the Yumbo to the, the menu. People you think, added the Yumbo Remy. People think that was Hungry Jacks. Actually, Remy added the Yumbo because I invented Do the. You Jumbo. have a rivalry with Jack. I hate Jack. He's a fuck it. And let me tell you this about yeah, me. Na- <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, he's Jack. Oh, it's me, <laughs> Jack. I'm so hungry. Let me tell you this about Jack. You're not even hungry, bro. Because no, you- I swear I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, it's so loud. <laughs> He's all shit on him! I'm so hungry! Well, I'm, so happy they're back. I'm so happy the character interviews are back at this. But it's time, there's two characters! This is why recording at midnight is such a good option. <sighs> Let me tell you this. Remy's, we make it the Yumbo. Jack stole the Yumbo. Jack, Jack, what are you doing with your hands? I like the Yumbo! I'm so hungry, I gotta yell all the time. Oh, no. Malnourished Jack. <laughs> Malnourished little Jack. <laughs> Donate to a World Vision near you. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I'll grab the boys, bad brother. Remy, Remy will always live on this show. Oh, okay. Oh, thanks. well. Thanks, Jack Jack's and Remy. In, fellas. Jesus. Gee, that was... Someone get that Jack guy some food. <laughs> that guy sounds fucking hungry. I don't that know is, what to tell you. That is one hungry Jack. My man is starving. Um, well, this is all we got time well. for. And uh, thanks for Paddington 2. Where <laughs> is... We're as exhausted as you are. Thanks for thanks for getting getting through Paddington again with us. That is now a thoroughly unpacked second. We've started. now spent, in terms of net hours of our life, probably like five and a half hours on a microphone talking about Paddington. A lot of time talking about Paddington, and, and I'm is, set for another two years. And we'll do it. in in, in 2023, two years, yeah. we'll be back to do it again. But when um, pigs fly and men can finally stand up for themselves, and the pay gap. <laughs> Is even a big <laughs> It's even is that It's mm, like one It's one cent to every dollar When the we is getting Comically big When we get it Down <laughs> that low um, But yeah folks Thanks for The Caxton Street Studios I think what, The first episode We would have done here Was oh well we did a Welcome to Caxton Street One <laughs> um, small episode Yeah But thank you for uh, Coming on the adventures Of Caxton Street with was us It probably like episode 30 uh, I think we've recorded A majority of the show here mm. We've had a Wallabies win over the All Blacks, yeah, we've had a... Marone series Maroon's victory, underdogs. Set. One of the... Probably the greatest ever Maroon's yeah, victory. 100% percent we have We've, we've had seen Magic Round. We've seen many, many delicious achievements uh, here. Uh, we're, we're missing it. Nitro Games. And I'll live with that, unfortunately. We'll <laughs> still hear it. Guns and Roses in November. But, but yeah. um, no, it's been a beautiful time living on Caxa Street. One of the more... We couldn't really... Could not have really asked for a more iconic spot mm. to do this show for um, for just over a year. So, um, thanks for coming with us, and we look forward to all of the new adventures that the UnPakistanis will come with us on from Paddington when we move there for the next episode. You'll hear. See you guys.